which one is my speaker? Yeah, it looks like it's working. Okay. Ooh. Um. Hmm. No. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us back here on Celebrate the Struggle. I am Jennifer Hobbs, your host, but more importantly, our guests are way cooler. Today, we have Lynette Cornell with us today. Hi, Lynette. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, so let's, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Lynette, but then I'm going to let her take it away a little bit because she, away, because she knows more about herself than me. So Lynette is a Marine, which already is like your hardcore in my eyes, Lynette. Um, my brother was a Marine. And so he always would say, aren't really Marines yet, but that's neither here nor there. Lynette is a business owner, one of which um, she has an accounting business and she also has another job, but her goal, which as she explained it to me, it sounds more like uh, a purpose, a calling. Lynette's goal is to just be able to help people and where she has found her, her niche, where she most wants to be able to help people is in the, the female veteran community. And so on her journey to do so, she has started a Facebook group called Power for Female Veterans. Please go check it out. Join it in just a matter of three weeks. She already has over a hundred veterans. That just goes to show we have females wanting to connect. We have veterans. We have people wanting to connect. Lynette also has a fan page. Her handle is at Lynette Cornell. All of this will be in the show notes. So uh, you can get the correct spelling of it, but also link to her fan page is a link to that power for female veterans group. So I want her to take it from there. Tell us a little bit more about Lynette and um, this, this goal you have and kind of how, where you come from, like, how did you get to this point to where the things you have gone through have got you uh, that make you want to do this? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I recently celebrated my 50th birthday, um, and yes, I know, a great, huge milestone, um, was very excited, had tacos and tequila with a lot of friends at the house, it was nice. a fabulous night, um, but I, my journey began before I even realized I was on a journey, you know, we all, as little girls, as, as children, we're just kind of, you know, following along and playing and doing what the rents tell us, and uh you know, living life. And one day when I was 12, um, a man that I should have been able to trust um, performed an atrocious act on me and um, then threatened to harm my mom if I were to tell anybody what was going on. My dad worked offshore, so he was gone half the time. So, you know, I've got this male adult who I was afraid of and family members, two sisters and a mom that I was worried about. So I just buried it down deep and eventually forgot about, you know, because when you, when you bury it that deep, when you're that young, to, in order to survive, you just sometimes forget. You, mm -hmm. you put it in a box, you compartmentalize and, and it's, it's gone. 
Not completely, but it's not sitting in the front of your brain. Unfortunately, before I was 18, it happened twice more by two other men that I should have been able to trust. And that led me to join the Marines. So I'm like, if I get away from my hometown, I'll be safe. I join the Marines, they'll help me be able to protect myself. Um, if I join the Marines, I mean, I was super gung-ho. I was, you know, that total um, yeah, badass chick, I guess you can say. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I was, there was, once I learned the self-defense and everything, I was like, there's nothing that's going to invincible ever yeah nothing's ever going to knock me down again and then I get a double compound fracture in a leg and had to leave the marines early um and you know I was supposed to go home and heal and then go back um so the six months that I served I loved it I was an accounting tech for the marine corps um Paris Island's absolutely fabulous even with the sand flies during boot camp but mm -hmm. still I, I I just, I loved everything about the Marines. Um, came home, met my now ex-husband, uh, was married for 28 years, had two great boys. They're both grown. One of them's just given me my first granddaughter. Um, so I'm now a Nana as well. And uh, it's what I thought was, you know, like my soulmate and whatever turned out just to be, um, another controlling man who tried to keep it, keep me under his thumb and, uh, discovered after 28 years of marriage that more than two thirds of it had been a lie because he had been lying and cheating to on me for 20 years. And that's whenever I decided no more, I am in control of my own life. And so I filed for divorce. Uh, the divorce has been final for right out a year and it took almost a year to get it final, but, um, all of that time, I've just, I've, I've came across so many other female veterans and even some male veterans as well. And they have a story very similar to mine. And, you know, the, the places are changed, the names are changed. Some of the certain circumstances are changed, but it's all about, you know, we, we do this and this thing happens, then we struggle for a while. And then we, we kind of figure out a little something and we're able to move forward and then something else happens and we struggle even more. And, you know, and that's been my life for, for, you know, most of 50 years has been one struggle after another, after another, after another. Now my life has been beautiful. You know, I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had, you know, employment when I wanted it. Um, I've, I've not going to say I didn't struggle with money because I was, you know, we were, poor with two boys, but we had a house. We, you know, it was difficult sometimes, but we were able to pay the bills. You know, my boys were absolutely beautiful. Being a mom was the greatest part of my life, but there's just, there's always been a struggle. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to help women find control and regain power in their lives. That is, is, I, I just, like you said, it's a calling. I feel very compelled to help others find their, their true inner voice and help them get it out so that they can take control over their lives. And I'm so glad you're on a mission to do that because unfortunately, 
so many of us don't realize that power. We don't realize that strength in us, you know, like we totally just, whether it's life or the struggles we've been through or season, the season of our life or those circumstances, like we, we give that way too much. The things that our circumstances, we give that way too much power when really it, it, we're so much more stronger and fierce than I just said more and stronger. Oops. We're, we're so much stronger and fierce. I did it again, didn't I? I just said it again. I'm not sure. Anyways, I, I, so I think that's really good that you are on a mission to do that. As you were talking, I was trying to make notes because if I don't make notes, I don't remember it. So a couple of things, like at one point, I even just toward the end, you know, like not, at the beginning of what you were saying, like the harder, the harder things to talk about, the more difficult things um, to talk about. Um, wasn't even the point when I got teary eyed, even though I, I'll tell you in a moment how I can relate to that. It was near the end as you were talking about your purpose and that, that I, that I got teary eyed and I'll tell you, it's just because it hit me again that I'm so grateful to be here right now in this conversation. You know, I also feel as though I have been, had this, this purpose put in. And so into my soul and so to be in this place where I have trusted it and like I am going to do this I am going to get out there and talk to people and and having a conversation with you like this just goes to show me exactly why I wanted to do that but back to some of the things that you had said um you know when when you're so young like that and you some things happen traumatic things happen and you bury them deep and as an adult, now I have learned that, you know, that is our brain's coping mechanism, physically, like it physically, or however, it, it does that on its own to protect you and puts it into a certain place. And I, it wasn't until Iraq when I was 19, and I'm not even sure what it was, but something happened and boom, this memory of like, being six or seven years old and having someone take advantage of me, um, it popped in my head in Iraq. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that and that you're vulnerable to say that because I know, I mean, we're just two female veterans, two females in the world talking right now and have a similar, we have something somewhat in common. And so can you only imagine it's sad, it's disgusting, but only imagine how many people are listening to this can, that can totally relate. And so I'm glad that we're here on this call because the whole point is to do exactly what you said you're hoping to do with the, with people and the female veterans. And that is to get them to um, see their power in everything like that. So I'm, thank you for sharing that with us. Now, you've kind of already told me a little bit and I, you know, I have some of these questions prepared. And so now I'm going to try and tweak it a little bit since we've kind of already addressed it, but you know, you've told us a little bit about the struggles that you've gone through and the challenges that have gotten you to where you are today from your struggles. Cause one of the things that I really, I, 
on these calls, you know, and you getting vulnerable talking about that, I, the different struggles, I really want us to, and encourage my guests and my listeners to get comfortable with the uncomfortable because it is then that we will be able to grow and, and find ourselves some more. And so over those struggles and challenges, what would you say you identified in yourself? Um, how are you different than 20 years ago, which you kind of already mentioned. And I think we talked more about it before I pushed to record, but you know, um, you said you just got to a point where you're like, I am not going to do this anymore, or I will not. So what was it that gave you that empowerment? Like, what was the turning point? Where well, part of it was actually remembering, um, what had happened to me and dealing with that. Um, back in 2014, 2015, um, we had, my husband's job was closing down. And so we were going through a really, you know, he's my ex-husband now, but then he was my Mm -hmm. husband. Uh, we were, so we were going through a really stressful time and divorce was almost at the table then. And he didn't, he didn't raise his hand at me. He was never physically abusive, um, emotionally a narcissist. Um, so emotionally the gaslighting and and all of that, definitely abusive in that way, but he had raised his hand to, I don't know if he's, you know, just, you know, how you just throw your hands up. So I don't know if he was doing that or if he was getting ready to hit the wall or I don't remember what, but it brought me, it, it flashed me back. And that was the beginning of the opening of the door in my brain of the three times that, that I had been taken advantage of, as you said. And, you know, it was probably a two or three month process um, of me remembering everything and really struggling with, and I hate to say this because I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way, but I, I did struggle with, you know, is, is this a true memory or is this, you know, what I feel like happened because my life was bad in whatever part. So, you know, because there was that thing in the, what is the eighties the where the, the kids go into the psychologist were remembering all these fake memories and whatever. And mm-hmm. so I was, I was worried about, I was having fake memories but the memories I had were not fake. Um, and actually during that time on two different occasions, um, my older son who is a Navy veteran um, and my ex-husband had both walked me back from suicide at different times in that two to three month time frame, because I, I literally felt like I was going crazy. Um, I felt like, how could I not have remembered something this mm-hmm. atrocious? Um, and, and now that I have, how do I survive? How do I get through and, and deal with that? And, and I'm sorry for becoming emotional. It's, um, oh, I, I've dealt with it and sorry. I um, am able to talk about it. it. took me a long time to be able to do that, but I did it by going through PTSD counseling mm-hmm for 12 weeks at the VA. Um, and without that, 
I don't think I would be alive today. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very difficult. They made me write out. They made me speak it. I had to read it to my counselor. Um, but honestly, I think it's one of the best things I ever did because that right then, um, it was three years later that I found out my ex had been cheating on me for close to 20 years. And because of the PTSD counseling that he helped me get through, mind you, we were separated at the time I was going through it, but he helped me get through it. That's when I decided I was never, ever going to be without my power again. There are some days that I struggle with the strength of it, but I have it every single day. I wake up every morning with an intention to help at least one person. Some days that may just be myself, mm -hmm. you know, helping oh, me get, get through the day, but that is every day. And one of the things that, um, one of the, the images that I keep in my mind when I am struggling um, with maintaining my inner power is Rosie the Riveter. And I actually have a t-shirt a, a that has a blonde version. I'm not blonde. I have brown hair and it's a lot of silver in it. So we put the brown and the red <laughs> color on top of it to keep, to keep it, which I don't mind the silver, but you know, still. I'm not ready to be that Nana yet. <laughs> so um, I have a picture of, of this blonde Rosie the Riveter in her Marine Corps BDUs. And, you know, she's got her dog chain. She's holding some dog tags. And it says, um, I'm not like any other woman. I am a Marine vet. Mm -hmm. And that right there, the, the Rosie the Riveter image, and I don't care which image you look at it, the original from you know, the World War II days or, you know, any adaptation of that image provides me with so much strength because it lets, it reminds me that there are so many people that count on us as women, as moms, as sisters, as daughters, as grandparents, as nieces, you know, aunts, we are, we are counted on in so many different capacities that I have to be strong in order to be Nana Net for, for my granddaughter, Lily, in order to be Aunt Net for my nieces and nephews, in order to be the daughter who's taking care of her veteran dad and her mom who are no longer in good health. You know, my sister, and this is one of the reasons why we've got to find our strength every day. On Veterans Day every year, my sister will do this big, huge Facebook post thanking my dad and my son for their service. I come from a line of veterans. I am the third of four generations on my mom's side and the second of three generations on my dad of military service. And I'm very proud of that. My sister will thank my dad and she will thank my brother, my son for their military service to our country. She never, ever ever includes mm -hmm. me in that thank you my own sister why do you so, think that is because i'm sure you're not the, you know there's going to be listeners that that this they go through that have you I, have you chatted with her about that i have not because i don't find it to be that important yeah you know it it whenever i see the post it rubs me wrong the, you know it rubs me the wrong way and but then i'm over it 
But I know that there's a lot of women veterans out there who get the thank you for your service and they couldn't care less about it. They're like, I was happy to serve. I'm glad I was able to do what I could for God and country. And, you know, I appreciate it, but that's not why I didn't. I didn't do it for the thank yous. And then you get some women out there who are on Veterans Day with their non-military spouse and the spouse, the man gets the thank you for your service and not the female. And it really, really bothers them. And with good reason, you know, me, yeah, it rubs me the wrong way, but then I'm over it. So like, she, you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was right here. So I don't know if it's because I was only in for six months before I had that double compound fracture in my leg and, and had to get medically released. I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We're, I'm not particularly close with either of my sisters. I, I live 45 minutes away from all of my family. Um, but still go together for, you know, the Thanksgivings and the Christmases and the birthdays and all of that. And we get to get, we get along just fine, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, she doesn't feel the need to thank me, but you know, my dad served in Vietnam. My son served, um, he was a helicopter mechanic in the Navy. So he was in Yemen and Djibouti and Dubai and, um, I don't know, all of those different, he was like in a different port, um, bringing supplies or getting supplies to bring to different ships Uh and aircraft carriers and so on and so forth during the war, uh, back in 2014, 2015. So he was in the middle East for the war efforts then. So maybe it's because they're both war veterans. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but I don't care if you, even if you didn't graduate boot camp. You know, if if you put on that uniform mm-hmm. and Sorry. you at least made an attempt, you signed that oath, you raised your right hand. I thank you for your service. I do too. Because it takes a lot of guts and gumption to make that selfless a sacrifice, you know, to yes. be willing. I mean, I was an accounting tech in the Marine Corps. Let's so let's get real here. I was not in any kind of <laughs> combat of danger or anything like that, but I had a drill instructor holler and scream in my face, just like everybody else did. So uh-huh. I truly understand some of the horrifics of being in right. scary because there's nothing scarier than a drill instructor when you've done something wrong. Uh-huh. So I, uh, you know, something I think is so powerful about uh, your story, you know, everyone joins for different reasons. And some people are like, Oh, I wanted to serve my country. And I'm not, and I'm not using that, that tone of voice, like I'm downplaying it, but there are like lots of people that are like, I wanted to shoot a gun. Like I wanted to serve my country. I wanted to honor my family. They're all veterans. I wanted to go to college. And so it's so powerful that you went to find a safe space that like you went from feeling not safe feeling like you needed more protection like that that's that's deep that's real deep I don't think I've ever met anyone that um joined because of those reasons and clearly like that was a good decision on your behalf and oh and then so another thing that you said I want to bring come back to as you were talking about um the VA and having to dig into your story which I've I've done that, um, exercise too. And holy moly, it's rough. And, it and, is. 
and it did help me too. It was a big turning point, but I do understand that that doesn't help everyone. And so people are trying different things, but if there is a listen, uh, someone out there listening and like, this was something that was presented to them from the VA and they immediately shut it down, knowing how hard it would be to go there. Like, what are you going to help me with doc by ripping open in that bandaid? I want to encourage people to consider it because it really, it, it's, it really is help helpful for some. And, and, and I think it's even incredible Lynette, how like, as you were tearing off that bandage, these other thing, or, or like the action of your husband raising his hand, how all these things that are buried deep, boom, hit the surface and through hitting what would be considered, you know, like a rock bottom or like one of the deepest, darkest places, that's where you found your true strength. And that is incredible. I'm not going to say it was easy because it was probably one of the most difficult things to get through, but like you, I do encourage to at least consider, Mm -hmm. um, and I did it. I did it because I didn't feel like I live in a small city, um, central Louisiana. Uh, there's not a whole lot here in way of resources, but I had that available at the VA. And Mm -hmm. I was absolutely terrified. And I remember when my counselor was, was telling me, you know, what all would be, she had given me like this handout and it said, you know, basically what you would do in week one and week two and week three. So you kind of had a, an overview of Mm -hmm. what to look forward to. Um, And I just remember reading that. And, and so I'm looking down at this paper and I'll look up at her and I just didn't blink and just deadlocked eyes with her for three minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's, she finally said, are you okay? And I'm like, I was, I was frozen. You know, there was, uh, and that's one, one of the things um, that she taught me is there's the, and I don't know all of the scientific, I'm a math nerd, uh, which is why I became an accountant. Um, so I'm not into science and all of that, but there's something in the brain called the amygdala, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it is part of what, um, helps us choose whether we, uh, the fight or flight. Yes. Okay. I learned at that time. There's also another one and it's called freeze. Freeze. It's not just fight or flight. You can freeze as well. And that's what I did the first time that um, I was attacked as a 12 year old. And that's what had happened to me whenever I read this thing and and I looked at her, I frozen. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that was whenever I, whenever I told her that, or, or whenever she says, you're frozen, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, she says, and that's what happened to you that's why you're here is because you froze when whatever happened to you happened to you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I mean, and I just broke down and, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. It's, and it's, it was hard. And I was an office manager for a chiropractor at the time that I'm going through this. And he was a veteran. He was super helpful. He helped me, you know, whenever I left my husband and everything, he helped him help me move away. You know, he, he was, he was really super supportive, but 
I didn't realize how bad off I was until after I finished the counseling, because obviously uh, I would bathe, but I wouldn't wash my hair. And he was asking the other employees whose husband was a veteran and worked at the VA as a, a security officer. And he's like, is she okay? And she's just like, don't, she, hair is just difficult. And here I thought I'm like really put together and really faking what's going on and being brave and, and, and all of that. And people are not knowing that anything at all is wrong in my life. And I was so wrong. I mean, people were recognizing that there's something wrong with her. And he knew that I was going through counseling. He didn't know all the nitty gritty details or anything, but he knew that I was going through counseling. And they sat me down the second time it happened whenever I showed up and really unpresentable for work, but trying to go through the motions of the day, they sat me down and said, what else can we do to help you? Because, you know, I didn't smell or anything. Like I said, I was bathing. I just, I, I didn't wash my hair a couple of times and it was noticeable. And I'm like, I, I'm so sorry, but Thank it, was, goodness for... it was the hardest thing to go through, but I would do it again a hundred times mm -hmm. in order to be where I'm at right now at this particular moment in time, I'd do it a hundred times again. Mm -hmm. So yes, if, if this is something that you've been approached with and you're, you're considering, think about it long and hard, it will be difficult. It's going to be hard mm -hmm. to get through. But anything worth having and not the life I have right now is definitely worth having. You, you may have to struggle through to get to it, but it's yes. going to be worth it on the other end. Yes. It's, it's you got to dig deep. Like it, even it, it even comes, if it's not that, even if it's not that particular um, approach that you take, you have to be able to dig deep and, and identify like, where are you? How do you feel like be mindful and in touch with yourself and, and just give it its space. But like we had said, I think before we started to push record, you had said, you know, I, I've just come to, I'm not going to let my past and I'm putting it in different words, but my past define my future. And I, the, and the way for us to do that is to first give it its space and identify our role in it and then, and grow from there. So that's absolutely, absolutely. So it, it is, it's, it's what it is. It's in the past. It's, it is. It's something that happened to me, but it's not who I am. Recently, I had Richard Kaufman on here. He is, um, he's a podcaster as well. I first uh, met him in a Vetrepreneur Tribe um, Facebook group. And uh, he had said in, in his powerful message, um, I had said, man, Richard, I'm glad you're a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, I said, because like you and, you know, like us bringing this uncomfortable stuff to the table, this conversation, Richard and I's conversation, like that is how, you know, I want to be able to reach people and, and be, be able to have them to be able to relate to us. And he said to me, um, well, I've learned to make my mess, my message. And I loved 
that. And I, I feel like we're, we all have that in common. We're all on the same mission there. Like with that being said, you guys have got to females, 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 you got to go check out her Facebook group, power for female veterans. And then if you are not a female, sorry about your luck, just kidding. If you are not a female, tell someone about it. Maybe you have a female, uh, a spouse or uh, a friend. Um, I mean, I think we all have a female veteran friend. Let's be honest. If not, you, you need to reevaluate your life decisions. <laughs> Check out Lynette's Facebook fan page. Um, her handle is at Lynette Cornell as she continues upon this journey to help people and female veterans. So on that note, if money and resources were not an option, Lynette, what are your hopes and dreams with um, like to be able to help individuals? Like what do you see in a perfect little world or have maybe you haven't even let yourself dream that big but what would you what would you like to do like um big dreams big dreams there with your mission so one of my goals is to eventually have a foundation that helps not only veterans but um you know different walks of life who are i mean because honestly i can't think of many people whose lives haven't been touched by a veteran so I feel most compelled to help other female veterans. Um, but I did get a, a group invite um, request from a lady who was uh, the spouse of a veteran and the mom of a veteran. I immediately opened that up to her because not only do, if you're, you're a spouse of military personnel, you're serving as well mm-hmm. in a different capacity, but you're serving as well. And I was a mom of military service member while he was overseas, you know, doing his efforts in the war. So if, if you're the mom of a veteran, you served as well, you mm-hmm. know, in a different capacity. So absolutely. The group is open to, um, to any female who is um, connected in the military in whatever way. But eventually my goal is to have a foundation that helps um, female veterans uh, as women each season are cleaning out their closets. I would love to receive donations of work clothes to help give to those less fortunate female veterans who are looking for a job. I want to help the homeless veteran uh, population. I want to, this is really out there, but it's, it's part of what I'm working towards. I want to own an organic restaurant um, in Southeast Texas. I mean, I'm that specific, um, but I want that restaurant to be able to close say on Tuesday every week and serve a particular population. Um, whether it be single moms or um, the first responders, you know, police officers, firefighters, EMTs, um, you know, the homeless community, uh, just you name it, hurricane victims or, you know, victims of natural disasters. I would like to at least once a week open up that restaurant and say, please come find a place that's either air conditioned or warm and 
fill your belly full and enjoy conversation with other people. That's awesome. That is, that is one of my end goals. And yes, I'm 50. Um, I do want to, um, quit my job in the next couple of years. I'm like totally done with tax season. So I want to be able to shut down my accounting business in a couple of years um, and just focus on serving my veterans. Mm -hmm. And in that, being able to help so many other people at the same time. So that's my end goal. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen. (laughs) Absolutely. I I mean, you look around at all the other things in in the world, the the big things that have happened, the changes that have been made. And it was because of people like you and myself and other people that, that you stepped into that fear and that unknown and, and, and just believe that you're so capable of it and you are going to move mountains. So Lynette, I look forward to seeing what the title of your foundation will be. Maybe it'll be like something with your, your rosy. Oh, that would be awesome. I know, right? Like your logo could be something with it, but, um, thanks for being on here. I think I might end up having to pick your brain some more on a different call sometime because, uh, the second I, I wrote a book that was published this last summer, um, and where I'm going into the second book is to really talk to, um, family members of veterans more and really talk more about the war at home and how it's not just a war for the veteran. Um, so you being a, a mother and then later and then a Marine, I, that's very cool perspective. I'd like to dig more into. So, Oh, absolutely. I'd be welcome to, to have that conversation any day. Oh, we will. I'm going to make a note of it. Cause if I don't make notes of it, I will definitely forget it. But Lynette, thanks for being on here. Thanks for being an inspiration to everyone else and being vulnerable to get uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I messed that up to get comfortable with the uncomfortable so that we could just give it its space and know that our past doesn't doesn't define our future and as Richard said we should make our mess our message so thanks again for being here everyone make sure you check out the the show notes so you can hit up her fan page and her group and that way we can also help another veteran like Lynette um, make her dreams come true in helping other people so thanks Lynette have a fabulous day you too ma'am thanks